Welcome to the Heme Consult Podcast, a weekly inspiration infusion for women of color and hematology. Dear woman of color and hematology, Heme Consults is your personal space to rest, recharge, and renew your spirit with a weekly infusion of inspiration from hematologist Dr. Toyasi Anwemena. Every Sunday, Dr. Anwemena will remind you that you are a superstar and have everything you need to succeed in your incredible career as a hematologist. Welcome to the Hematology Sisterhood that will transform your world. Welcome to the Heme Consults Podcast. I am your host, Toya C. Anwemena. It is such a pleasure to be in your ears. I am a hematologist physician, scientist, educator, entrepreneur, and a coach. (laughs) Yes, I am many things to many people. But today's episode, I am your host. And I am talking to you today about boundaries. Oh, I love that. I'm just going to say it again. Boundaries. I'm talking about boundaries. Mm. Uh, I'm reminded of that episode from The Lion King, where um, the coyote is like, or the hyena is like, say it again, say it again. And he says the name and, and the, the uh, hyena is like, ooh, say it again. And that, that's how I'm feeling right now about boundaries. It's like, mm, boundaries, ooh, it's such a taboo and such an awesome, such a brilliant word, all rolled up into one. We're going to talk about it today. We're going to talk about boundaries. And um, the theme scripture for today's talk about boundaries is Proverbs 22, verse 28. And um, I am so excited. Oh, I'm beyond excited to be talking to you today about boundaries. And I hope you're excited to hear what I have to say. And if you're like, no, there can be no talk about boundaries that I'm going to be okay with. I'm just going to say, please listen and then make a decision at the end of the episode, which will be about 20 minutes from now. All right. But before I start, I want to first of all say, oh, woman of color in hematology, you are beautiful. Hmm. I may have told you this before, but you know what? It is something new that you need to hear again today, that you are beautiful. And some people may say, well, you were beautiful three days ago. Okay, what's changed about you? I don't know. I don't know. But today you are more beautiful today than you were yesterday. And that's why I need to tell you, oh, woman of color and hematology, you are so beautiful. And I don't know why your beauty is just more and more beautiful every day, but it is. And if somebody told you yesterday, but they haven't told you yet today how beautiful you are, a woman of color in hematology, I just I just want to say it. You are so beautiful. You are entirely beautiful. Your face is beautiful. Your heart is beautiful. Your spirit is beautiful. Your aura is beautiful. Everything that comes from you is so beautiful. And I want to ask you, I want to invite you to give the gift of your beauty to everyone around you. What does that look like? It looks like, first of all, reminding yourself of your beauty. It's walking in a full awareness and a consciousness of how beautiful you are so that other people can have that experience as well. A woman of color and hematology, you are so beautiful. The world needs your beauty. And I want to invite you, please, to show up in all of your beauty, not just in the beauty of your face, but in the beauty of your spirit, in the beauty of your soul, in the beauty of your aura, in the beauty of your presence. 
show up in that beauty every day because we need you. There is so much in this world that is not beautiful, but you are beautiful. And I hear you asking me, what do you mean I'm beautiful? How do you know? You can't see me, but I can't. I know that you're here because you're beautiful. You're here because something draws you to be here. I don't know. But it's because you're beautiful, because beauty is drawn to beauty. <laughs> yes, I said it. You're here because you're drawn to beauty, because you are beautiful. And I just invite you today to make your beauty clear to others. Don't hide it. Don't put it under a bushel. Don't hide it under a, 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 a blanket. Don't put it under a bed. Make your beauty clear. Make it known to everybody because your beauty blesses me and your beauty blesses everyone around you. Thank you, beautiful. <laughs> All right. Oh, beautiful woman of color and hematology, we're going to talk today about boundaries. And um, I'm going to share a story that I think is a, a simple story. Um, but wow, did I have trouble with boundaries in this area. Um, and not just this one area, but I'm just going to share one area, okay? But um, so I'm the kind of person who I, I love people. I, I need to tell you that I'm a people lover. I'm a people lover. and and I really do live to serve people. I do. And um, it's, it's, it's just this overwhelming need in me to just serve people's needs. And so I'm the person who tends to remember things like birthdays, or I remember the name of your first cat. I remember the name you named your first Ford or the first car you, I just, I remember these things and they're so important to me. And so whenever I have conversations with people, I, I remember like, you know, once I had a conversation with someone and, um, and I remember that they had two children and I was like, how's your son? How's your daughter? And they were looking at me like, what? We hadn't talked for eight years, but I remembered. So, so I really love people and I really enjoy connecting with people. And I really, for the longest time would put people ahead of me in every way. And so, for example, we would, I would be walking through the street at work. And I would run into a colleague and we would start a conversation and I would know I was on my way to my own work, right? I was on my way to work on a manuscript or I was on my way to a meeting with myself and I would just gift that entire hour to that person. And, and here's the thing, if it was real, a real gift, if I was like totally immersed in conversation with that person, it would be great. But I wasn't immersed in conversation with that person, not feeling the guilt of what I was supposed to be, where I was supposed to be, what I was supposed to be doing. Instead, I was really in conversation with that person thinking, ah, I'm supposed to be somewhere else. Ah, but I'm having this conversation. Ah, but I don't want to let this person down. This was the kind of thing that was going on in my head. So I wasn't really gifting myself to that person. I was merely people pleasing. But I would stop and I would say, how's your cat? And how's your dog? And how's your first son and their grandchild? And their grand? I would just keep going, not because I didn't care. I did care, but I really could have cared in a five-minute conversation. I would just keep going. As long as I felt like the person needed me, needed in quotes, I would keep going. And I'd be like, I really need to be somewhere else, but I'm going to keep going. And I did that a lot. And so I did that also over the phone. I, I, have, this, I have this friend who really tends to be long-winded. 
And because I don't want to upset him by saying, hey, I'm, I'm ready to go now, I would, I would I'd keep the conversation going, even though I had other things to do. And so, you know, I have young children. And so sometimes my daughter would be waiting for me to take her out on a walk and I would still be on the phone having this conversation because I couldn't find a way to stop and say, hey, I, I really do need to go. Someone else is waiting for me right now. And, um, you know, sometimes it's, it's easier, actually, when you have somebody else waiting on you. But many times I was waiting on me. Right? I had a meeting with myself. I had already set a meeting at 10 a.m. after conference. I'm going to go. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to work on this paper that's due three weeks from now. And then I would run into someone. They would start telling me about some challenging experience that they had. And I would just gift away my entire, you know, whatever hour and a half or so that I had allotted to writing because this person needed me. And, you know, to be honest, it was, it was something I kept doing. I, I somehow kept finding myself running into people on the street. I somehow kept finding myself, um, you know, waiting behind a conference, an in-person conference, so that we could, um, we could have those conversations. You know, I, I, I just I felt like I needed to give of myself to people. And the end result was that my work suffered and I couldn't really get work done because somehow I was talking from person to person when you asked people about me, what would they say? They would say, oh, she's so nice. She's so lovely. Oh, she cares so much. And you know what? I, I am. I am a wonderful and caring person. But I didn't go to job. I, go to, I didn't go to my job. I didn't go to my work in the morning to receive the title of the most caring person in the institution. I just really didn't. It wasn't even part of what I was being paid to do. And to be honest, to some extent, I kind of was, you know, uh, cheating my employer <laughs> because they're like, Jayosi, you have all these metrics, all these things you're supposed to do, all these productivity targets. And somehow you are spending time trying to help people solve problems. And, you know, I mean, people are people and we need to help people. That's important. But what I wasn't doing was prioritizing the work that I was accountable for. And I could have said, hey. Let's meet at 4 p.m. when I've done this work, you know, because I'm also a morning writer. And so any writing I don't get that doesn't get done in the morning, I may not be able to do in the afternoon. And so really the time I had set aside to do my own work in the morning was really important. And it was it was actually time to find. If I didn't do it, I might not be able to do it. Not in that same way. Anyway, that's what I did. I was the person who would always be having long conversations that couldn't end. and because I, I felt like I owed it to everybody to care deeply about them. And meanwhile, I really did have other responsibilities that I was neglecting, which meant that at the end of the day, when I was tired and exhausted would be when I was trying to accomplish my tasks. So I'm going to stop there and just say, wow, I was doing something good, something important, but I was hurting myself in the process. And that leads me to the lessons that I want to share today. And the first lesson I want to share is that when I didn't make the boundaries clear, other people couldn't see them. You know, I, I am a nice person and I do care about people a lot. But I also am a person who has responsibilities and I come to work to do work. And what I didn't make clear to people who were having these long conversations with me was exactly how much work I had to do. 
And what were the consequences of my not doing the work in that moment? Because the work would still be done, right? The, the notes I needed to go write or the paper I needed to go write still needed to be done. Now the time would just shift into a different time, maybe family time, maybe sleep time, because I had given away all of it in the morning. And what I learned to do, what I am learning still to do, is to define the limits of our conversation. I want to talk to you and I have five minutes before my next meeting. Whether that meeting is with myself or not, they don't need to know. And in essence, in giving up my own time meeting with myself, for other people, I was saying, well, I'm not as important. The meeting with myself is not as important as if it was a meeting with someone else. But now I make the boundaries clear. I say, I can talk to you and I have five minutes. Or to my friend who's very long-winded in conversation, I'm like, I have 10 minutes that I can talk with you right now. And I actually do set a timer. I know, I know. I'm nerd, hardcore about these things now because I know myself. I'm a little weak in this area. I do love to give of myself to others. But now I set a timer. I'm like, I told you I had 10 minutes. My 10 minutes are up. And do you know what that helps people do? When people know you don't have 30 or 40 minutes and you only have 5 to 10 minutes, do you know what they do? They condense their problems into 5 or 10 minutes. They make it clear exactly how you can help them. They're very clear. And they usually will bring forth their most important problem that they think you can help them with right away. They don't save it for when you're about to leave. And so that's the number one lesson I want to share is that when I didn't make the boundaries clear, other people couldn't see them. When other people couldn't see them, then that means that they couldn't help me maintain the boundaries because they couldn't see the boundaries. They weren't clear. But the moment I started making my boundaries clear and people could see them, then they had an opportunity to make decisions. And people still make decisions and say, I can see your boundaries and I don't care. That's okay. They can see the boundaries. And now you know the kind of person they are and whether they're the kind of person you want to be your friend or whether they're the kind of person you want to keep hanging out with. But you make the boundaries clear so that people know what they are. And then there's no confusion. And then you can tell who people are, whether they support you and are going to help you uphold your boundaries or whether they don't respect you and want to overwhelm your boundaries or overcome your boundaries or knock them down. But as long as the boundaries are not clear, nobody can see them. And if people can't see your boundaries, then they don't know if they walk into the boundaries. They don't know if they overstep the boundaries because they can't see them. And so the first lesson I am sharing is that my job is to make my boundaries clear so that other people can make a decision. And they can make whatever decision they want. But my first responsibility is to making the boundaries clear. <laughs> the second lesson that I'm drawing from my story is that the boundaries I have help make it clear where I begin and where others end. Or I could put it in the other way, where I end and others begin. Or where others end and I begin, right? The boundaries help make it clear. When I say, hey, I have five minutes for this conversation, it makes it clear how much time is available for the conversation. It makes it clear to me and it makes it clear to them, right? There were five minutes from the very beginning, but I didn't make it clear. And so when the five minutes ran over, they didn't know that the five minutes was up. And to be honest, I didn't know because I didn't make it explicit. But the moment I made it clear, it helped them see where they end and where I begin. It helped them see, okay, this conversation is bound by an invisible five minutes and anything else 
that needs to happen outside of those five minutes can either be transferred to a different five minutes or maybe to a 30-minute window later in the day when Toyosi is more available. And so the boundaries I have help people be clear about me, who I am in relation to them. And this is so awesome because one of the things about creating boundaries is that there are people who don't respect boundaries. You want to know who they are from the very beginning. And making boundaries clear helps people declare who they are. Oof, I love it. It's so awesome. Because there are people who say, I don't respect boundaries. And you want to know them as quickly as possible so you can create your life and set up your life in such a way that you don't run into them very often. Because people who don't respect boundaries don't respect boundaries. And people who respect boundaries respect boundaries. And what you do when you set boundaries and make them clear is that people start to see where they fit. And if they're going to respect your boundaries, that's good. It means they get more time with you. They get to be more of your friend. They get to be more in partnership with you. But where people don't respect boundaries, it helps you to know how little time you're going to spend with this person because they don't respect boundaries. But they only get to know that when I make them clear. (laughs) And lesson number three is that boundaries are the gift I give to myself and the gift I give to others so that we all get the most out of me. You know, I started off telling you about how much I care about people. I do love people. I'm a lover of people. And in order for me to give of myself and give myself as a gift, And for people to get the most out of me, I I have to have boundaries. And the boundaries I create are a gift so that people can get the most out of me. Because, you know, if there was, if there is a five minute limit to a conversation and I haven't made it clear, but it's somewhere in my heart, in the, you know, the, the subconscious and I'm getting irritable, I'm getting angry at this person because they're wasting my time, but I haven't made explicit to me that it is time wasted in you know, no, no one's ever wasting your time, but just that I haven't made it explicit that this is a window that I need to go and get something else done. And for that reason, I get a little bit angry and cranky. And you know what? The next time I see them, I'm like, oh, that person took up three hours of my time the last time. Oh my goodness. I'm going to avoid them. But when I set boundaries, it's a gift to myself because I I know when to say, hey, I I really want to keep talking and I need to go. Can we move this to later? I'm honest with them. What a gift to me and to them for me to be honest. And what a gift to them because then they don't get my resentful self for the next 25 minutes over, you know, they're they're over their five minutes and now I'm seething and I'm angry. I'm upset with them. I'm going to avoid them the next time. They get the best me that's going to show up for them at the end of the day after my writing is done, ready to talk with them for 30 minutes if that's what they need. And so... Boundaries are the gift I give to myself and to other people so that I get the most out of me and others get the most out of me as well in a way that is healthy and kind to them and to me. Most importantly to me. (laughs) So what are my calls to action for you? I want you to get clear on why You need boundaries. You know, I only talked about one area of my life. There's so many areas of life, right? But I want you to understand for every area of your life, for work, for family, for relationships, 
or phone conversations, whatever the area is, what are your boundaries? Why do you need them? Get clear on the benefits of boundaries in any area of your life. Because when you understand the benefits to you and to other people, you really begin to embrace boundaries because you recognize them for the gift that they are to yourself and to the universe. Boundaries are not just about you. They're about other people. So that other people know where you begin and where they end. And so I want you to go and think about it today. Why? Why are boundaries needed? How might you, how might your loved ones, how might your colleagues benefit from your boundaries being clear? And then the second thing I want you to do is to figure out what your own boundaries are. You know, people will tell you what kind of boundaries you should have. They'll say, oh, no, no, no. These are not the boundaries. You should have these boundaries. And you know what? Nobody gets to define for you the extent of your property. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things, you know, the, the, the property boundaries are kind of already defined, right? If you think about, if you want to put a fence up, you can go to the city council and they can give you the clear map of your area. And it shows you exactly where the landmarks of your, of your property are relative to the person next to you. So you can't just go and make up boundaries, but people want to do that for you. They want to make up boundaries for you. And most of the time they want to diminish your property. That's what they want to do. But nobody else gets to set your boundaries for you. You need to set your boundaries. And the reality is that you're not just creating your boundaries. They already exist. They are just invisible, invisible to other people. And what you're doing in this process of figuring out your boundaries is to go figure out what already exists and make it visible because you do have boundaries. It's not true when people are like, oh, you don't have any boundaries. You do. You may be ignoring them because you can't see them or you may be allowing them to be invisible and other people can't see them. And that's what people do when they create fences. <laughs> and that's called to action number three. I want you to create a clear landmark that demonstrates your boundaries. Mm -hmm. I want you to set up fences. You already have boundaries. So boundaries exist whether or not there is a fence. But sometimes people go the extra mile and they create a fence. And it's just this big thing that just, you know, it can be creative. It can be beautiful. It can just be big and brown. And the fence lets us know, oh, these are the boundaries of the property. I'm inviting you this week to make your boundaries visible. Put up the fences so that people run into them every time they try to come in. I mean, they don't even have to run into them, right? They can see the boundary. They're like, oh, well, there's the fence that marks this property. I see it now. And if they're kind of careless, they can just run at your property and bounce off the fence. That's a choice they get to make. Or they can try and break through the fence. And that's okay. You want to know people who are going to try to do that. But I'm inviting you this week to make your boundaries clear so that you know where they are and other people know where they are as well. Because as you make your boundaries clear, that is the gift that you give to the people who surround you so that they know, they know without question where your boundaries are. But most importantly, you know, so that there's no confusion in your mind as to what those boundaries are. So I want to ask you, if you found this episode to be helpful to you, definitely find another woman of color in hematology 
and share it with them. Share it with them. And, and you know what? Leave us a review. If you are, you know, encouraged by any of the things you've heard, leave us a review so that other people can find us more easily as well. And uh, let me know, let me know how this podcast has helped you by sending me a direct message at Facebook, Toyosi.unwemina, or at, on LinkedIn, Toyosi.unwemina. I'm also co coach on Instagram. Just come find me and, and share with me how this podcast has been helpful to you. Because you know what, women of color in hematology, these boundaries are necessary to make your beauty shine even more. Because the problem with people overrunning your boundaries is that you get so mad, you get so angry, you get so angry and your beauty is marred because you don't look beautiful when you're so mad, <laughs> when you're so frustrated, when you are so, so angry at people overrunning your boundaries, you don't look so good, but you're beautiful. And I invited you today to share the gift of your beauty with everyone. And so imagine how much more beautiful this world is when you are able to gift the world your beauty because you created boundaries that allowed people to see how beautiful, just how beautiful you are. Yeah. Imagine how awesome it would be. And definitely, if you're looking for someone to help you set up and maintain boundaries, mm, let's talk. Let's do a discovery call and see if, if we might be a good fit for each other. As as, as your coach. <laughs> Definitely let's do that. But as you go forth in this week, I invite you, a woman of color in hematology, to make your boundaries explicit so that people can enjoy you, the gift that is you. Totally, wonderfully, 100% you. Because you set up boundaries. And because of that, your beauty as an independent person, independent of everybody else, can show, can shine, can be revealed to all. <laughs> Have a great week, and I look forward to talking with you again next time.